Keep Baba does not get one. <laughs> Till the end. Till the end. You can have one at the end. All right, well, um, we are starting a new series today. Um, and that, uh, that new series is on um, nine common lies we believe as Christians. Um, and as I said today, this one is the most appropriate. I'm going to have to work on that graphic a little bit and fade it out in the gray. <coughs> but it says, God won't give me more than I can handle. <coughs> and I've heard that this morning. Um, because someone said, God won't give me more than I can handle. My question for you today is, where does that come from? Where do you find it? Is that in the Bible? See, that's something we believe. It's something I hear people say a lot. And, and most times they say it when they're going through trials and tribulations. When they are enduring an awful lot. And they're believing. Truly believing. I mean, you know, people. it's not just something people say. It's not just a little trite saying. People believe that God won't put more on them than they can handle. The problem with that is it's, it's just not true. And I can tell you, for 100% fact this morning, that there are family after family after family in here that can attest to that today. I mean, let's ask the Crawford family. God putting on them more than they can handle as individuals? Yes. Sure they are. The Hodges family. God putting more on them than they can handle? Most certainly. You could look around the way. Each one of us have dealt with situations and circumstances where God has allowed more things to happen than you are capable of handling. And there's a very simple, very basic understanding of why that is. If we could handle those things, why do we need God? We wouldn't. If we could deal with it all, we wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need anything else. We would have it all. But then some people point to some scripture. They say, well, wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty sure the Bible says that. The Bible promises that, in fact. And sometimes they'll throw a verse out there. And if you remember, we looked at some of these on Wednesday night, way back when I first started here. Uh, we went over them, and I said, look, some of these verses are just way out of context. They're, they're, they say things, and it's not what you think they say. I mean, and this morning, one of them is 1 Corinthians 10.13, which people tend to believe that, hey, God's not going to allow more of me than I can bear. I mean, that's what 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, right? Well, see, that's, that's the way we understand it. That's the way we might have been told that it's true. But read it for yourself this morning. 1 Corinthians 10.13. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except what's common to man. In other words, men are going to deal with temptations, and it's all common. In other words, everybody's dealing with them. Everybody has their own temptations, right? We are all tempted by different things. Not everybody's tempted by the same thing. We're tempted by different stuff, but it's common. And it says, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be 
tempted beyond what you are able to bear. Tempted. I mean, it's that word tempted there. It's temptation that God's not going to allow you to be tempted more than you can bear. It says, but with the temptation, which by the way, the temptation is still coming, okay? He's not making the temptation disappear. It's still going to be out there. Sin is still going to rear its ugly head. It's going to stare at us in the face. And if we have problems, if we have struggles, it's still going to be there. But he says, he will make a way of escape so that you may be able to bear it. That's what 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says. <coughs> Do you notice it doesn't say that God is not going to place more on you than you're able to bear? That's not what it says at all, unless you're talking about temptation. And that's the key thing that people leave out. I mean, look at why we believe it. The Bible tells us, hey, the Bible says. I mean, you Google it out there. Will God put on me more than I can bear? And people will respond. Google that. See it for yourself. That's what people say. It's just not true. But we as Christians, we need to know the truth. And then there are other people who will counter with, well, man, God is a loving God. I mean, he loves us. The Bible says he loves us. John 3.16 says he loves us. He gave us Jesus. God loves us. He's not going to do that to us. Let me ask you, those of you who are parents, do you love your children? All of us, I think, will say, yes, we love our children. But do you realize that in your life, you cannot continue to do everything for your child? If you continue to do everything for your child, your child is not learning anything from that process. You're empowering them, enabling them, and they're never going to be an adult in their own right. You've basically given them their entire lives on a silver platter. So if we as parents realize that's not the best thing to do for our children, don't you think that's exactly the way God designed us? So that we couldn't do everything for ourselves no matter how much he loves us? There are going to be times he allows things to happen. There are going to be times that there are consequences to our sins that will be beyond our capabilities to bear. What do you do? I mean, the truth is, we really don't want more than we can handle. I mean, let's be honest today. Every last one of us is looking for a life of comfort. We have a problem so much with change that we don't want things to change. I want things to stay the same. I am comfortable with things staying the same. I mean, when we make New Year's resolutions... We're not saying I'm going to be the same guy I was last year, right? No, we wanted something to change. Because we recognize something in us. I'm like, well, yeah, I recognize something here. I've got a, a food baby right here. You know, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm carrying an extra bit of weight here. Uh, you know, getting up out of bed is a little bit more of a struggle than it used to be. Uh, you know, I, I use some muscles I hadn't used before, so it's hurting a little bit. You think about all of those things, you're going, man, 
I don't want more than I can handle. You look at what Shane Pruitt said in his book. He says, often when we believe or, or we regurgitate back the statement, God won't give us more than hand, we can handle. What we're really saying is, we don't want more than what we believe we can handle. For honest, we make plans for ourselves. Have you ever done this? Make a plan for yourself, and then you ask God to bless it. I mean, that's what you're doing. You make a plan for yourself that's your plan, and say, God bless this, so it's your plan. Let me tell you, that is not how God works. God gives you his plan, and you modify your plan to his plan. It's not like you hand him the plan and say, here's what I'm going to do, God. I mean, you've changed the order of things. You've put yourself in God's place instead of the other way around. As long as God stays inside those boundaries, I'm good. Well, I'm telling you, God doesn't want us to stay inside those boundaries because faith is developed outside the boundaries of comfort. Your faith will never develop if you stay inside of what you can handle. It's only when you step outside of that that your faith begins to develop. What's so wrong with us believing that God won't put more on us than we can handle? I mean, it does sound good. Sounds like it's biblical. It sounds like, you know, it's something to live by, a mantra to live by. Well, what's so wrong is the Bible doesn't say it. It just doesn't. You can't find it in there. I, I guarantee you, one day you get to heaven and you talk to Abraham, you talk to Noah, you talk to Moses, you talk to any of those church fathers, okay? Any of those that we can find in there. You name it, you talk to any of them and say, God, we'll put more in than you can handle. Oh yeah? Did you read the Bible and what it said about me? And what I did and what happened here and what trans... You're kidding me, right? Hello? Over and over and over again, God put more on them than they could handle. Why? So they, God, they could depend on God when they needed it. But if you don't need God, are you going to depend on him at all? It really does. That line of thinking teaches us self-dependence. I mean, you go, I went to the uh, Barnes and Noble not too long ago with my granddaughter. Uh, we were looking at lots of different books. And I made note of the fact of how big the self-help section is. Okay? I mean, and, and it, it, it's expanded now. I mean, it's larger than it ever used to be. But, now, I mean, now it's not just self-help. They got self-help even in the children's area. Okay? But they got self-actualization, self-realization. I mean, all this. I'm like, what in the world? If self-help was so effective, what do we need God for? Why is the Bible here? I mean, this is the best self-help manual that exists. But God doesn't want us to do it ourselves. He wants to help us. He's made a way to be involved in our lives. Imagine if you just lived a life based on what you could handle. What kind of life would that be? You know what that would be like? You living in bubble wrap. Never taking a step out. Never take. You couldn't drive. Well, I might get in an accident. You probably couldn't eat any other. I might be allergic. I can't eat that. That might make me sick. I can't do that. Oh, I can't work. 
I mean, I might hurt something. I might pull a muscle. I might hurt. I can't do that. Think about living a life of just what you can handle. That is not at all what God intended for us to be or do. You know, there is one person who is well acquainted with everything that we deal with in life, and that's Jesus Christ. If you ever look at his life and what he lived and what he endured, Jesus knew pain. Jesus knew suffering. Jesus knew uh, what it was like for people to not like him, to be disowned from his own family. Jesus knew all of those things personally. And this is the Jesus we call our Lord and Savior. That when we're going through those things, you act like no one has ever been through before. There is one that has. That's Jesus Christ. He has been through all of those things. And he stands at the ready to help. You're in the midst of the struggle. I mean... Isn't it surprising that when Jesus is on the boat, you know, the disciples come to him, Jesus, don't you care about us? Jesus, help us? What did Jesus do? Go, you're fishermen, help yourself. You've been out here any number of times. You know what to do. Jesus didn't do that. What did he do? He said, be still. He solved their problem. He met their need. And then he taught him a lesson in faith along the way. Is that not exactly what we need today? It is exactly what we need. Well, if that's not what the Bible says, and that's not what's coming, what does God promise us then? I mean, what does it promise us? Newsflash, the Bible does say that we will have problems beyond our ability Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me read that for you. John 16 and, and verse 33. John 16, verse 33 says, as Jesus, by the way, the words are in red here, it says, These things I have spoken to you, he's talking to his disciples, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. In fact, he says that you are going to be persecuted and have more trouble than I have. Which, by the way, Jesus was crucified, okay? So if we're going to have more tribulation and trouble and problems than Jesus had, it's going to be long. But he does say, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Do you see that? The Bible says we're going to have trouble. Get rid of the rose-colored glasses that you're wearing thinking that now that you're a Christian, it's all going to be great. And you're going to be singing praises until you get to heaven. Because that's not promised in this life. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what God gives us. We're going to have trouble. But what he also promises us in Psalm 46.1, it says, He will be with us during those times of trouble. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He's going to be with us through it. I know most of us want to not have to go through it. But as I said this past week, if God brings you to it, He's going to see you through it. And He will. 
If you lean on him, if you look to him in the midst of the trouble, the trial, the tribulation, God is still with you. Sometimes you have to look really, really hard because it looks dark and it looks bad. And you just think it can't get any worse and then it does. God's not left. He's still there. He's still with you. But yes, there is more than you can handle. So you will continue to look to him so that you will continue to depend upon him. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And if it didn't happen in 2022, it's a new year. In 2023, it can happen to me. He will strengthen, uphold, and carry us, the Bible says. Look over at Psalm, um, uh, Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10 says this. God says, fear not. Remember what I said when it says, don't be afraid? Why does it say that? Because we are afraid. I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now I'll tell you, I always wondered why the Bible said my righteous right hand. But if you ever think about it, you know, when you begin to like fall or slip or something like that, a lot of times I'm, I'm right hand dominant, so I'll reach out with my right hand a lot of times because I am right handed and, and presumably that has the most strength. But if you ever think about it, your left hand, you have to practically reach across your body to get to somebody to help them up. But the right hand is good either way. It's the way we're made. The left hand is a struggle. God's right hand is right there for us, either left or right. And is able to hold us up in the midst of the struggle. Oh, and I know this all too well personally. I can tell you, there was a time back in 2007 when I got saved. I was pastor of a church over in McCullough Station. And, and something came on me and I had no idea what it was. And I promise you for an entire year, we went to doctors looking for this problem, that problem. I had all sorts of manner of tests and everything done. And nothing. They could literally find nothing. I felt like I was going to die. My mom was concerned because she thought I was going to take my life. I'm like, no, I'm just, I feel like I'm going to die. And it was just this feeling of dread. You know what it was? It's anxiety. It's stress. It's worry. It was all pressing down on me. And I had nowhere to go. And it just came out through my life. I missed an entire month of work. I had to quit pastoring. I had to give it up because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I had more on me than I could handle. And I had more on me than my family could handle. They didn't know what to do. My wife, my kids, they didn't know what was going on. The dad that used to be able to do everything could do nothing. I couldn't get out of the house and go anywhere. It wasn't until I began, and I got professional help. I, I went to therapy. I went to a Christian counselor who 
who helped me process some of this because I don't, I don't understand. This is never anything that I, I have read the Bible any number of times. I've been to seminary. I, I've had all the faith. I prayed all the prayers. And nothing, nothing, nothing's helping. I'm dying over here. And God said, look to me. Quit depending on everything else. I want you to know the struggles that I went through, they haven't gone away. They haven't. I still, it's still there. It wears its ugly head sometimes. It does. I placed it at the feet of Jesus and I said, God, I, I can't. I can't handle this. I can't do it anymore. That's the only way I can do it is one day at a time. I used to look out and go, yeah, I can't. There's some days I can't. Y'all look at me like, who, who are you talking about? I'm talking about me. I'm human. And I don't know if, if it took to 2007 for me to figure out I was human. But I was. And I thought I could handle it. And God broke me. He broke me to the point where I realized I can't handle it. I am not capable of it anymore. And God, it's got to be you and Jesus one day at a time. And there are going to be some days you just can't do it. But that's okay. God's still got me on those days. God's still holding me up by his right hand. So today, I want you to know, if you're struggling out there, I've been there. I've been through it. I've lived it. I'm still living it. Day in and day out sometimes is a struggle. It's just a constant reminder that as good as I think I am, I still need God. And you do too. Be reminded of that today. By the way, I want you to notice that there are absolutely no fill in the blanks on this. And, and there won't be throughout this because I want you to have the message directly. I don't want you to guess what the blanks should have been. I want you to have it. Look at God's truth for today as we conclude. All of life is more than we can handle. It is clearly more than we can handle. You know it, I know it. Admit it. Say it's more than we can handle. It is. But it's not more than God can handle through us. You see, God chooses to work through us. Not us apart from God. God through us is the only way we're capable. That much we know. So today, if you're struggling, if you're finding it hard, if you're like me, and I was in 2007 where I had absolutely no answers. I mean, I went to pastor friends I knew. I said, I don't know what. I don't know what to do. I've never been in this situation before in my life. 
you're there today, I want you to know there's a God that still loves you and still cares about you. He says he's not leaving you or forsaking you. He's still there. He will lift you up. He will hold you by his righteous right hand. And that's desperately what we need today, today and every day, is to be upheld by his righteous right hand. That's what God wants to be for you today. If you don't have that, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you want to have that, this is your opportunity today. We're going to sing a hymn of invitation today, right? We talked about what we're going to do. Let's just do just as I am since I'm not comfortable with that one. 307, I think it is. Um, uh, I think that's 307. It's just as I am. You know, it's 81 in the road. I believe it's 307 in the grave. But it's just a reminder today that God will take you just as you are. You can't get right. You can't heal yourself. You can't go to all the self-help clinics in the world and get right with God. All it takes is you admitting you are not able, but God is, and, and God will change your life. I mean, he brought me back from the abyss in 2007 where I, I thought it was done. I thought it was over. I thought I was dying. I mean, I'm like, this is it. This is all there is. My mama paid for the 50-year warranty, and it's about to expire. But I'm standing here today as a living testimony that God is, he is enough. He is sufficient for you and me. Let's sing today. That's right, man.